Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. We do five shows a week. Minutes after each live stream is completed, the Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook, and you can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 120 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Friday, April 1st, 2022. I certainly hope you can join us at the Medical Freedom Town Hall at Fair Park Community Center this evening in Hope, Arkansas. Meet and greet starts at 6.30, and the town hall starts at 7. So let me tell you what that is going to be all about. We're going to talk about the status of medical freedom in this state right now. The current status of vaccine mandates in Arkansas, how vaccine mandates threaten our liberties, what we can do to defend our freedoms, and two candidates who will stand for your liberties. One of them is me, Doc Washburn, running for governor on the Republican ticket, and the other will be State Senator Charles Beckham, candidate for Hope and Magnolia area and Nevada County. So that is the Fair Park Community Center. Uh, Meet and greet starts at 6.30. Medical Freedom Town Hall starts at 7 o'clock. All right, now, I have video of Dr. Fauci from 2004 proving he's been lying for the last couple of years about the vaccines for the China virus. Details coming up with today's bombshell episode of the Doc Washburn Show. But first, yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't allow me to say that on the radio. And, yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. And, yes, we must keep the January 6th political prisoners in our prayers. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashmanshow.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. If you would like to support my campaign for the Republican nomination for governor of Arkansas, I'm the only conservative in the race. Go to our website, electdocwashburn.com, and you can make a contribution there. All right. Anthony Fauci, the guy who's been telling you how important it is to get vaccinated and to get vaccinated again and to get a booster and to get another booster. You're familiar with this guy, Anthony Fauci, right? Well, somebody found video of Anthony Fauci on C-SPAN from back in 2004. Anthony Fauci has been a doctor since the late 60s. He's been the head of the uh, National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases since uh, Ronald Reagan appointed him in the mid-80s. You know, it's so funny. Whenever and I, I'm getting ready to play you the the video here in a second, but whenever when I was still doing the um, the radio talk show in Little Rock, and I would have on, say, the director of the Arkansas Department of Health or the chief epidemiologist for the state, and I would say, "Why is it everybody was saying a few months ago, don't wear masks?" And now everybody's saying, wear masks. And the answer would always be, oh, we've learned so much since then. But they never wanted to tell you what they learned. You've learned what? Why is it so important that people who've already had the Wu flu, they already had the China virus, why is it so important for them to get vaccinated? Why doesn't natural immunity count for anything? They never wanted to say. 
Well, Fauci is on record. This is from 2004, a C-SPAN interview about somebody who had the flu. See what you think. But she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu. She should not get it again. She doesn't need it because it's it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Okay. So why does that not still hold true? How much money had to change hands for that statement now to be inoperative, Dr. Fauci? He won't say. He won't say. Are you paying attention yet? Are you awake yet? I hope you are. There it is. There it is right there. Now. Uh let me let me let me go a step further. There's something called um America's Grand Jury dot com. Dr. Peter McCullough tweeted about this, and he said, errors of omission, failure to support doctors and nurses, early ambulatory treatment programs, errors of commission, rushed, dangerous, ineffective, coerced investigational program that resulted in loss of life, permanent disability, and untold future harms. Will justice be served? And he's linking to this uh, video here from something called americasgrandjury.com. And I would be remiss of my duty if I didn't play it for you. Thank you, Dr. Peter McCullough, for letting us know about this. What would happen if Dr. Fauci had to face a grand jury? Find out on April 11th. I should be prosecuted. Tony Fauci funded a laboratory that in all likelihood is the source of this once-in-a-century pandemic and then went to great lengths to cover his own tracks. He should be investigated and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. If they actually had to face a grand jury, would they be indicted? Well, we're about to find out. Starting April 11th and running for five nights in what is sure to be the most controversial and most talked about streaming reality event of the year, this is America's Grand Jury. And you are on the jury. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Now, let me go a step further. Dr. Simone Gold, one of uh, America's frontline doctors, uh, she's got a video. Christina Lawson is the president of the California Medical Board. And she's a she's a lawyer, not a doctor. But she's president of the California Medical Board and can't answer simple questions from a physician about her office's attack on hydroxychloroquine are threatening to revoke doctor's licenses for prescribing it. Her corruption is rampant. Okay, let's play you that. Let's play you that audio. President of the California Medical Board, how does it feel to be in charge of the quality of medical care in all of California, the largest state in the country? Do you have any comment on the FSMB uh, threatening physicians with revoking their license for spreading misinformation? Does the California Medical Board take a position on that? You're a lawyer and you're you're the president of the medical board. Um, Is a physician uh, the president of the California State Bar? Okay, I'm going to call the Wannacreek PD right now, Eric. 
I'm a physician just trying to ask some questions here. Just want to know your position as the president of the medical board about the FSMB threatening physicians revoking their license. Okay, we can certainly end this interview right now. Okay. So she's calling the cops because a medical doctor is standing there in a parking garage with a microphone trying to ask her some questions. He's not blocking her car. He's not committing or even threatening violence. Just standing there with a microphone in an open parking garage trying to ask questions to the director, the president, pardon me, of the California Medical Board, and she's going to call the cops. How dare you question? See, see, I'm part of the club. I'm the elite. That's what she is implying there. How dare you question me? A lot of that going around, isn't there? A whole lot of that going around. I have to remind you what uh, what we try to do here on the Doc Washburn Show live stream and podcast. Um, we try to alert you to things going on that the mainstream media, including Fox News, doesn't want you to know about. Mike Engelman over there on Twitter says, Never forget, America was overthrown November 3rd, 2020, in a color revolution coup d'etat. January 6th was a Fed operation orchestrated by Nancy Pelosi and the FBI to cover it up. Now, D.C. is occupied by domestic enemies targeting everyone questioning it as the traitors. That's where we are. Indeed. Indeed, that's where we are. As we consider the fact that Wisconsin has been finding a number of trafficked ballots six times larger than the margin of victory for Biden in Wisconsin. Indeed, that's where we are. Mark Hemingway, the great Mark Hemingway, senior writer at Real Clear Investigation, says the media en masse waited a year and a half to verify Hunter Biden's laptop so they could report on it, but ran with the false Trump phone call gap story immediately without needing to verify that. This kind of thing keeps happening. The media is hopelessly politicized and corrupt. Yes, they are. As Kyle Rittenhouse goes on Twitter earlier today saying, Hey, Joe Biden, I'm still waiting for that callback. Wow. So Beto O'Rourke is the Democrat candidate for governor of Texas. And he's wearing a uh, T-shirt that says, Don't Mess With Trans Kids. And that is in response to a law that Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, is against. The law would prevent doctors from being able to cut the breasts off of girls as young as 12. O'Rourke wants doctors to be able to do that. His support for doctors being able to mutilate Teenagers should be used by Greg Abbott in every single ad as he's running for re-election, governor of Texas. I hope he will. I hope he will. UK Daily Mail has a story out of Connecticut. 77-year-old school nurse suspended over what the school district calls a transphobic Facebook post which revealed that an 11-year-old student was on puberty blockers, 12 others were non-binary, and the teachers were keeping were helping some of them keep it secret from their parents. How about that? Seventy-seven-year-old Kathleen Cataford was suspended by Hartford, Connecticut Public Schools, 
after she posted comments containing specific and private details about students. The post came to the attention of officials at the Richard J. Kinsella Magnus School after the mother of the 11-year-old mentioned saw the post online. She wrote, teachers are spending 37 hours a week influencing our children, not necessarily teaching our children what you think is being taught. She added, I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary, all but two keeping this a secret from their parents. Hartford Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Leslie Torres Rodriguez issued a statement condemning Nurse Catifer's remarks. She remains suspended pending an investigation by the school district into her Facebook comments. So the mother who said she had a uh, an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers, that would mean she actually has an 11-year-old son on puberty blockers. Well, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the screenshot of what the nurse said, and there's there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there giving names of students. Nothing in there at all. How about that? How about that? Now, I'll tell you what she did say, because they've got the post here. She says, buyer beware, investigate the school system curriculum. Connecticut is a very socially liberal, gender-confused state as a public school nurse I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen students identifying as non-binary. Oh, so that's the nurse saying that, not not the mother. So that would be a female student. All but two keeping this a secret from their parents with the help of students, um, school social workers, and administration. I get it. Well, the way it was written was, you know, the bullet points at the start of the article were confusing. Teachers and school social workers are spending 37 and a half hours a week influencing your children, not necessarily teaching your children what you think is being taught. Children are introduced to this confusion in kindergarten by the school social worker who, quote, teaches, unquote, social and emotional regulation and school expectations. Science tells us that a child's brain continues development into the early 20s Hence, laws prohibiting alcohol, tobacco, vaping, and cannabis. But it's okay to inject hormones into confused prepubescent children and perform genital mutilating surgery on adolescents. How incongruous is that thinking? God bless her for speaking the truth. God bless her for speaking the truth. Now, we got a governor of Arkansas right now, right now, who would disagree with her, who agrees that uh, prepubescent children should be allowed to take puberty blockers or forced to take them, for that matter. World Economic Forum on Twitter the other day. Klaus Schwab using He's in charge of the World Economic Forum that meets once a year in Davos, Switzerland. Klaus Schwab says, as humanity moves further toward a post-carbon future, people must accept that things like eating meat and property ownership is simply unsustainable. So Klaus Schwab wants your house. Uh, He's got a big place himself, and he's going to continue to eat meat, but he doesn't want to allow you to. We need a president who will fight back against that, and we need a governor, 50 of them, who will fight back against that. I'm running for governor of the state of Arkansas, and I'll push back. Now, I was given 
A couple of questionnaires. The big one was from uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I want to tell you how I filled it out here in a moment. But um, first, I will say this. How thankful we are. How thankful we are for our advertisers. That's number one. And number two, we would like to welcome Jonathan Presswood with Edward Jones as a new advertiser starting Monday. So we're looking forward to that. But how thankful we are for our advertisers. And I'd like to mention a couple of them to you, even as we speak. Now, I'll just say this. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage out there. You may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still right here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button on it that says Explore Payment Options. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically. So you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental United States of America, RedRiverYourWay.com, you will be glad you did. All right, we talk a lot on the Doc Washman Show about pushing back against the overreach of the out-of-control federal government. The federal government that has been ignoring the Tenth Amendment for many years. So here are the questions. Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? Now, if you answered yes... To any of those questions, you need to call my friend Art Wilborn at 837-2866. If you're in the state of Arkansas, well, it's more than just Arkansas. He's, he's licensed in a bunch of states. I'll tell you what, even better, even better than calling him, go to the website, myfamilyhealthplan.com. When you go to myfamilyhealthplan.com, you see the big, bold letters, affordable plans, Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, and no copays. Then the big, beautiful red button, schedule call now. When you click that big red button, you get to book a free consultation with Art Wilborn, who makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he'll also make sure that your personalized health coverage plan doesn't force you to cover horrible things like abortion that would violate your deeply held religious beliefs. The website again, myfamilyhealthplan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Hit the big red button, schedule call now. You book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn, who makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com. All right, now, 
Let me talk about my answers. My answers to the questions sent by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They have three big questions, and I didn't notice till after I got started on the first one that they said um, answer to these questions should be limited to about 150 words per answer due to space constraints. Oh, okay. So I had to get a word counter and kind of figure out how to edit everything so it would fit in 150 questions. Pardon me. So it would fit in 150 words in my answers to each of the three questions. All right, so the first question. Why should people vote for you? My answer? I'll dramatically reduce the size and scope of state government in order to get them off your back. I'll repeal the personal income tax, taxes on small businesses, and taxes on used goods, including used cars, and pay for it by cutting the size of government instead of increasing other taxes. I'll sign a bill outlawing all mask and vaccine mandates. Real school choice. The money must follow the students, not the schools. I'll order child welfare workers to stop taking children away from parents who love them. They'll have to wear body cams, give parents Miranda warnings, and stop forcing their way into people's homes without a warrant. I'll stop abuses in nursing homes. I'll make sure our veterans receive the federal benefits they are due. There's no excuse for them being homeless or hungry. I'll sign a law abolishing abortion. I'll uphold our Second Amendment rights. And then, you know, I'm I'm out of words. You get 150 words, and I got pretty close. So those are the question, the answers to the question, why should people vote for you? Question number two. What is the most pressing issue facing your constituents, and how would you address it? My answer? The Biden-caused inflation. Biden and his cronies stole the election, and their fiscal and energy policies are designed to punish hardworking Americans whom they see as beneath them. The inflation they caused is intentional. Arkansans feel the pain at the gas pump, at the grocery store, and when they pay their utility bills. The governor and legislature must lower the gas tax and do away with the tax on groceries and personal income tax to try to ease the pain of people who cannot afford what Biden and his handlers are putting us through. Last but not least, here's a surprise for you. I just found out about this last night. I hope you're ready for this. Last but not least, we have the second highest tax on cell phone bills in the country. 20.21%. It's higher than New York or California. That's not Biden's fault. It's Republican and Democrat legislators' fault for passing Act 660 and Governor Hutchinson's fault for signing it. The cell phone tax must be drastically cut. Have you heard of that? Now, some people may have, but I had not. I found out about that last night. And what's the first thing you'd like to accomplish if elected? Outlaw abortion in Arkansas. So, um... Yeah, this whole deal about the uh, the cell phone tax. Act 660. Did you know anything about that? Because it certainly was a first one for me. It was a first. I had no idea. Act 660. Arkansas. 
Because I just, uh, I just wanted to tell you who sponsored it, who co-sponsored it, who voted for it, who voted against it, if anybody. Okay, so the lead sponsor for the bill that raised the um, tax on your monthly cell phone bill to 20.21% in the state. That doesn't include the federal tax. Representative Michelle Gray of Melbourne, Arkansas. Wow. The other primary sponsor, State Senator Jason Rapert. How about that? Co-sponsors, Lanny Fight, Stephen Meeks, uh, Beck, Barry, Blake, Bragg, Bro. Brown, Birch, Cap, Kavanaugh, Craig Christensen, Coleman, A. Collins, Cozart, Dalby, M. Davis, D. Douglas, Evans, D. Ferguson, Fielding, Charlene Fight, Vivian Flowers, Fortner, Gazaway, Glover, Spencer Hawks, Hillman, Holcomb, House, L. Johnson, Kelly, Love, Lynch, Maddox, Maggie, McNair, a lot of co-sponsors on here. Nix, Perry, Pilkington, Richardson, Richie, Rushing, Rye, Scott, Slape, B. Smith, S. Smith, Speaks, Vaught, Walker, Wardlaw, Warren, Watson, Bill Sample, Caldwell, E. Cheatham, Linda Chesterfield, Jay Cooper, Joyce Elliott, Jane English, Stephanie Flowers, Kim Hammer, Jimmy Hickey, Hill, M. Johnson, Greg Letting, James Sturch, and D. Wallace. All those co-sponsors on there. We have the second highest cell phone tax in America. The tax on your monthly cell phone bill is higher than New York or California. Illinois is the only one higher than us. I say, who voted for it? Who voted against it? I'm not going to. So many people voted for it. I, I can't give you all the names. It'd be easier to tell you didn't vote for it, okay? In the state Senate, Jonathan Dismang, Trent Garner, and Bart Hester voted against it. Okay? Got that? In the state Senate, Scott Flippo, Missy Irvin, and... Um, Larry Teague didn't vote. Okay, so that's six people. The other 29 voted for it. Okay? Okay. How about the State House? State House, we had 85 people voting for it. Nobody voted against it. And 15 people, for some reason, didn't vote, which is the same as not voting for it. I don't understand how it works that way, but it did. So the people who didn't vote for it, Beck, A. Davis, De La Rosa, K. Ferguson, Gates, Gonzalez, Mark Lowry, Julie Mayberry, Miller, Murdoch, Pilkington, Sorvillo, Dan Sullivan, Wardlaw, and Mr. Speaker. Everybody else voted for it. 20.21% monthly tax on your cell phone bill. Second highest in the country. Uh, okay, somebody here uh, on the Podbean app says, what was the reasoning behind the bill? Well, it's a 43-page bill. So there's other stuff in the bill, okay? And I'm sure there's some good stuff in the bill. But they didn't have to put such a high tax on your monthly cell phone bill that it makes us the second highest in the nation. I mean, the name of the bill to establish the Public Safety Act of 2019 to amend the Arkansas Public Safety Communications Act of 1985 and to develop a next-generation 911 system. Okay? So a next-generation 911 system, everybody looks at that and says, oh, that sounds pretty good. And look, I have had a state senator tell me 
they get so many bills they can't read all, you know, all the pages of all the bills, and they have to trust people on on what they say that they're about. Okay. Well, now that we know, now that we know, yeah, we're going to have to amend this bill. We got to drastically, drastically cut. our tax on our monthly cell phone bills. Yeah. So they wanted to develop a next-generation 911 system, and that is a good thing to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, God forbid, you're in some kind of life-threatening emergency and you need 911, well, you need them right now. You don't need to wait on hold. So that was a good thing in the bill. The problem is, I'm pretty sure there are other states with good 911 systems that don't have such high taxes on their monthly cell phone bills. And you know why I'm pretty sure about that? Because we're the second highest tax state in the country on our monthly cell phone bills, and there are other states that have good 911 systems other than the number one tax state on the cell phone bill, Illinois. I mean, look, I'm not the sharpest knife in the firmament here. I'm not the brightest bulb in the drawer. I didn't say I was any kind of a math whiz, but it would stand to reason. So the question is how many of the people who voted for this actually knew that they are increasing the uh, tax on our monthly cell phone bill so we'd be the number two in the nation? Well, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I know some of the people who voted for it. I will ask them off the air, off the record, hey, did you realize that, that that's what this did? Because that looks pretty bad. And if I get elected governor, we're going to, you know, I'd rather us be the second lowest Monthly tax on cell phone bills than the second highest. You know, I want to. I want to take us in the other direction. I know. I know. If there are any liberals listening in today, you might be thinking, "Well, that sounds crazy." This is Arkansas. We like high taxes here. Well, I think a lot of people don't like like high taxes. Don't say it, Holmes. I think a lot of people don't like high taxes. But, of course, I don't think 81 million people voted for, uh, to put Joe Biden in office. Uh, Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli says unmonitored drop boxes revealed over 733,000 unaccounted for ballots in Maricopa County's 2020 election. That's just one county in Arizona, the one. It has uh, Phoenix in it. Roughly 90% of voters in Maricopa County voted by absentee ballot, the most in history. And uh, they say Biden only won the state by what, 20 or 30,000? Now remember, why did my phone start ringing with people urging me to run for governor in the first place. Um, Well, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders endorsed U.S. Representative French Hill for re-election, who said the idea of the election was stolen that a landslide election was stolen from Donald Donald Trump was a fiction and a fallacy. And Donald Trump's rhetoric leading up to January 6th was uh, unforgivable. You remember him? French Hill, the guy who said Liz Cheney is an outstanding conservative after she voted to impeach Trump. That guy. The one who voted for Nancy Pelosi's sham January 6th commission. That guy. That's when people started calling me saying, asking me to run for governor. So, um, yeah. And it's working out pretty well. Everywhere we go, 
my message is warmly received. The only thing that would keep me from being governor would be if I didn't get the nomination as a Republican. The only thing that would keep me from getting the Republican nomination is if not enough people hear my message. The only thing keeping enough people from hearing my message to vote for me in the Republican primary is if we don't raise enough money. No, I don't need $13 million. I don't even need $1.3 million. You know, I mean, we could probably do the trick with 1% of what Sarah has raised. She's raised $13 million, right? I don't need $13 million. I don't even need $1.3 million. 130000 might just do the trick. So I spoke yesterday at Hot Springs Village, and thank you so much to the Hot Springs Village Republican women for having me there at their uh, candidate forum yesterday. And my driver and I left, we, uh, we saw a restaurant right outside the gates of Hot Springs Village Oh, what's the name of it? It had an Irish name. And it said, Home Cooking. And I told my driver, I'm like, I'm hungry. You hungry? Yeah, 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 I'm hungry. So, you know, I'm thinking we'll go in and get some some collard greens, maybe some turnip greens, fried chicken, pork chops, whatever. No, as a matter of fact... (laughs) As a matter of fact, they had uh, pizza and calzones and uh, strombolis. And I told my uh, driver, I said, hey, have you ever had stromboli? No. I said, well, you got to try this out. You got to try this out. And it was fantastic. But, you know, at one point I decided to... uh, hand out some push cards for the campaign. And I talked to a lady and gentleman, a married couple. She had not heard about me, had no idea that Sarah had a competitor and looked very skeptical and said, it was not on Fox, I haven't heard about it. And uh, But they allowed me to talk to him for a couple of minutes. And within five minutes, they're like, hey, we didn't even know about you, but uh, yeah, we like what you're saying. We're going to vote for you. It went from skepticism to like, yeah, we're going to support you in five minutes. There are a lot of people who haven't heard yet that Sarah has a challenger. So having said that, what can we do about it? Well, if you uh, if you go to my website, electdocwashburn.com, and make a contribution, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty, twenty-five, fifty, a hundred, whatever you can uh, spare, then I'll be able to get my message out to more people. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I found it, Molly O'Brien's, Molly O'Brien's restaurant right outside the Hot Springs Village Gate. And it was wonderful, and everybody there was wonderful. I haven't had the pizza yet, but we had the uh, the Stromboli. Oh, my goodness. And my driver was like, man, this is really fantastic. I've never had this before. He had a calzone, but never had a Stromboli. And so the, uh, and the waitresses asked us why they should vote for us. And when I told them, they're like, yeah. And one of them said, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not registered to vote yet. She's pretty young, but over 18. How can, how can I register so I can vote for you? I said, just go down to the courthouse in Hot Springs. They'll tell you how. It's You need to do it before April 23rd. And she's like, thank you so much, and thank you for talking with us. So that was pretty cool. Molly O'Brien's, right outside the uh, Hot Springs Village gate. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That food was great, and everybody was wonderful. Everybody was wonderful. 
Yeah, let me give you the uh, 8913 Park Avenue Hot Springs. But I talked to people who had no idea that Sarah had a challenger. So I'd like to get the word out. Electdocwashburn.com. I really appreciate that. By the way, somebody said on the Podbean app, I recall the guy in New Jersey that ran for state senate and won only spending like $150. Yeah, and most of that money he spent at Dunkin' Donuts. He was just doing Facebook Live videos, and he took out the Democrat who was the president of the state senate, the guy who'd been there the longest. Republican truck driver, got it done, got it done. Fantastic. All right, once again, so thankful for our advertisers. And I'd like to share a few of them with you. Like Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, Benton, Arkansas. Okay? Justin's a former insurance adjuster, left the insurance industry, become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he's really been helping me out in the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. Now, the Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck hurt on the job, or you or a loved one suffering for, suffering for the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Now, if you've been having some health issues, I might have some good advice for you. Do you have migraines? Do you have neck pain? What about back pain? Vertigo? Problems with your blood sugar? Eczema? Okay, now look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Uh, Look at a picture of yourself. Are you leaning to the left or the right instead of standing up or sitting up straight? The answer to any of these questions is yes. You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines and my neck pain. Let me tell you how it works because this is the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, eczema. For that matter, this time of year, even hay fever. Do yourself a favor. If you're in central Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted. If you're outside central Arkansas, Go to their website, TurnMyPowerOn.com, and click on the tab that says, Find a Doctor Near Me. And I hope that there is one, because this is the best-kept secret in American healthcare. It's helped me and my wife and so many people that we know so dramatically. Again, TurnMyPowerOn.com. And click on the tab that says, find a doctor near me. All right, Brian, it's time. Hit it, hit it, hit it. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it's brought to you by 
RedRiverYourWay.com. RedRiverYourWay.com is a big old car dealership in the middle of the United States. Believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online the way you want to. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Red River, your way. Okay, today's Tweet of the Day is brought to you by RNC Research. It's a video only about eight seconds long. And we got good old Dementia Joe, and here's what he said. As you've heard me say before, I grew up in a family like many of you, where the price of a gallon of gasoline went up, it was discussions at the kitchen table. RNC Research says gas prices were completely flat during Joe Biden's childhood. He's lying again. He's lying again. Gas prices increasing when Joe Biden was a kid was not discussed at the kitchen table because gas prices did not increase while Joe Biden was a child. He's lying again. So thank you, RNC Research, for a great tweet of the day, and thank you, Red River Your Way, Dot com for sponsoring today's Tweet of the Day. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, what else do we have here? Senators release bank records showing payments to Hunter Biden from China. Yes, indeed. Newly released bank records show payments were made to President Joe Biden's son. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's not president. Usurper Joe Biden's son stole it from a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. Senators Chuck Grassley, Iowa, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, presented the records on the Senate floor March 28th and 29th. One showed a wire payment of $100,000 to Owasco, one of Hunter Biden's firms from CEFC, China Energy, and now defunct company closely associated with the Chinese regime. Another showed a wire transfer of $5 million to Hudson West, a company Hunter Biden invested in and managed from Northern International Capital, a business that partnered with CEFC. A contract also made public by the senator showed 500000 went to Hunter Biden as a one-time retainer fee. Two others showed a $1 million payment made to Hudson West by CEFC and a transfer of $1 million from Hudson West to Owasco with the money appearing to go to Hunter Biden for the purposes of present, representing Patrick Ho, a Chinese businessman who has helped CEFC gain advantage, advantages through bribery. The receipts are just some of the records that, according to Senator Grassley, undeniably show strong links between the Biden family and communist China. So, I know what you're thinking. That's great, Doc. I'm glad the news is out there. But will anything ever happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I can't just act like the news isn't out there, you know? I mean, I hope. I hope something will happen, but I don't know. Ladies from Julie Kelly over at American Greatness. This dropped last night. More scandals envelop the scandalous FBI. That's the name of the article. More scandals envelop the scandalous FBI. And um, I'm not going to repeat any of the cuss words, any of the quotes here, but it starts off with a, with a quote. You're in big blanking trouble. So said an FBI agent to Julian Catter, one of two men accused of assaulting Capitol Police officers with pepper spray on January 6th during a tense interrogation last year. Desperate to sustain the falsehood, the Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick was killed by Trump supporters during the Capitol protest. The FBI claimed to possess video footage that showed Catter and his friend George Tanios attacking Sicknick and other officers with chemical spray. Catter was arrested on an airplane at the Newark Airport on March 14, 2021, after he arrived home from a trip to Florida. For more than two hours, shackled to a metal bar in a freezing room at the New Jersey FBI field office, Catter, who has no criminal record, 
was interrogated without a lawyer present. FBI Special Agent Riley Palmertree refused to tell Catter why he was under arrest until he agreed to proceed without counsel in the room, which Catter reluctantly did. Recently released video confirms Catter initially told the agents he would feel more comfortable if I had a lawyer, that's the quote, answering questions on his behalf. An hour later, Catter again said he wanted his lawyer. But FBI agent Palmer Tree pushed back, presenting videos and photos implicating Catter in the alleged assault. Palmer Tree assured Catter that by admitting he sprayed Signic with pepper spray rather than a can of a bear spray, an item Palmer Tree later testified was not used that day, a judge would go easy on him. Catter signed a statement confessing he attacked officers with pepper spray. Catter's been in jail ever since. Housed in the D.C. Gulag, specifically used to detain January 6th protesters, his trial is scheduled for June 6th. But Catter's lawyer, Joseph Takapina, is now asking the court to toss the interrogation as evidence, arguing the FBI used coercion and deception to force Catter into waiving his Miranda rights. Furthermore, Attorney Takapina wrote in a February 22nd motion that Palmer Tree lied in his FBI report by claiming he advised Catter about the nature of the interview before asking Catter to waive his rights. Catter's unconstitutional confession is just the latest example of how this rogue agency, the FBI, filled with dirty cops, operates with impunity. In just the past several weeks, a number of new FBI scandals have emerged. What are they? Well, let me tell you. First of all, a 2019 internal audit of the FBI detected hundreds of violations related to sensitive investigative matters, which are investigations into elected officials, candidates, or political organizations. A review of, 350, a, a review of 353 sensitive cases uncovered 747 violations. The Washington Times reported this month a majority of the cases studied, 191 involved domestic public officials, domestic public officials. Dozens of cases involved religious organizations or their prominent members, and dozens of cases involved domestic political organizations and individuals. Senator Charles Grassley said on Twitter that he and Senator Richard Durbin, Democrat Illinois, are demanding answers. An inspector general investigation cannot tolerate mistakes of FBI trampling constitutional rights. Oh, by the way, 10 of those cases involved domestic political candidates and 11 cases involved news media. What next? Newly breaking FBI scandals. Brian Vorndran. Assistant Director of the FBI's Cyber Division told the House Judiciary Committee this week he doesn't know the whereabouts of Hunter Biden's laptop, a device the FBI seized in December 2019. Under questioning by U.S. Representative Matt Gates of Florida, Vorndran repeatedly evaded questions as to whether the department has investigated the contents of the computer to determine if the Biden family is compromised or poses a security threat due to voluminous correspondence with foreign interests from China, Russia, and Ukraine. Again, this is the assistant director of the FBI's cyber division. He told Matt Gates, who submitted a copy of the laptop's hard drive into the committee's official record, quote, it is not in the realm of my responsibilities to deal with the questions you're asking, unquote. Meanwhile, an in-depth investigation by the Washington Post published this week confirms that the New York Post reported before the election about Hunter Biden's laptop, quote, but the new documents illustrate the ways in which his family profited from relationships built over Joe Biden's decades in public service, unquote. So the Washington Post finally admits this, including Hunter's multi-million dollar arrangement with a Chinese Communist Party associated energy company. So what else we got? New FBI scandals. The ongoing trial of four men accused of conspiring to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020 has revealed the FBI's sloppy and expensive handling of FBI informants. 
More than a dozen FBI undercover agents and informants were involved in the kidnapping caper. Dan Chappell, the lead informant, was compensated at least $60,000 by the FBI for six months' work, paid in cash for services rendered, and reimbursement for expenses. The FBI also gave Chappell a new laptop and smartwatch. Chappell admitted he was responsible for creating encrypted group chats to bring the alleged kidnappers together. Defense lawyers also reveal that Stephen Robeson, a longtime FBI informant and convicted felon working the case, has a rap sheet in nine states and operates out of numerous FBI field offices across the country. He was paid roughly 20000 by the FBI. Prosecutors claim Robeson is a double agent and fired him as an informant after learning he committed at least two crimes in 2020. Defense counsel wanted to call Robeson as a witness, but after the government threatened to charge him with new crimes and Robeson notified the court he would take the fifth, the judge denied a defense motion to call him to the stand. One defense attorney said after the judge's ruling on Wednesday, apparently the government doesn't have to be held accountable for their actions. Hey, let's give you another FBI scandal. House Republicans sent a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray in March demanding answers about the agency's arrangement with NSO Group, an Israeli-based software company that produces invasive spyware that other countries have used to track journalists and political dissidents. The New York Times reported in January that the FBI bought and tested NSO software for years with plans to use it for domestic surveillance until the agency finally decided last year not to deploy the, t- the tools, although the uh, equipment remains in the New Jersey warehouse. By using the platform, Snoops can access cell phone activity, including the device's camera and, and microphone. So Representative Jim's, Representatives Jim Jordan and Mike Johnson wrote to Christopher Ray on March 3rd, in light of the FBI's repeated failure to adhere to safeguards on its use of Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act authorities, and the FBI spying on protective First Amendment activities during the campaign of President Donald Trump, the FBI acquiring yet another tool to spy on Americans is deeply troubling and presents significant risks to the civil liberties of U.S. persons. Guess what? FBI Director Christopher Wray has yet to answer. In fact, as his agents unlawfully coerce answers out of American citizens, Director Ray repeatedly ignores inquiries from elected leaders in Congress. Representative Andy Biggs, Republican of Arizona, noted this week that Christopher Ray has not responded to three letters recently sent to his office. Senate Republicans routinely get the cold shoulder from FBI Director Chris Ray. Meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of FBI records related to the Capitol breach investigation still have not been made available the January 6th defendants. Although trials are underway, defense attorneys don't have access to the government's full trove of discovery material, including potentially exculpatory evidence. This is the same unaccountable agency, the FBI, by the way, that the Biden White House wants to reward with a $10.8 billion budget for next year. Unfortunately, Republicans are largely responsible for the accelerated rate of corruption and malfeasance at the FBI. For years, congressional Republicans promised to hold FBI officials culpable for various scandals, but failed to act. Oh, who does that remind me of? Let's see if this name, this voice sounds familiar. Sean, Sean, just wait and see, Sean. We're going to get to the bottom of this, Sean. Just wait and see. Lindsey Graham, U.S. Senator, South Carolina, on the Sean Hannity Show on Fox for years, and Sean keeps on having him back. I wonder why. Anyway, as we said, unfortunately, Republicans are largely responsible for the accelerated rate of corruption and malfeasance of the FBI. For years, congressional Republicans promised to hold FBI officials culpable for various acts but failed to act. Writing mean letters and ranting on social media won't cut it when Republicans take control of Congress next year. Few issues are more important than either reforming or dissolving this rogue department using its massive powers against the American people. And that is Julie Kelly, the great Julie Kelly, over at American Greatness, amgreatness.com. The article is entitled, 
more scandals envelop the scandalous FBI. How about them apples? And thank you so much for all the wonderful comments on the Podbean app. I sure hope you're going to join us tonight. Join us tonight at the Medical Freedom Town Hall this evening. Fair Park Community Center in Hope, Arkansas. Meet and greet starts at 6.30, and the town hall starts at 7. All right. That having been said, you've been listening to Episode 120 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smooth Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier the 10th. Well, that's the way it is. Friday, April 1st, 2022.